The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. It's time for the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Clay Patton. Joining us to talk the trade today, Kent Beadle, Director of Risk Consulting Services with CHS Hedging and Russell Consulting Group. And Kent, we thank you for coming on and joining us today. Overall, we kind of see a mixed close here to the trade with soybeans losing some ground they had made up earlier. Wheat, though, finally starting to see a little bit of strength from earlier session lows. And then corn kind of settling right in the middle of its day. Overall, what do you think on the trade today? Well, uh, you know, I think the markets were reacting to the uh, to the USDA report. Certainly, as far as the trade action itself, um, you know, it was a it was a little marginal, quite frankly, uh, in the corn and the soybeans. Uh, that you know, if you start with the soybeans, where a lot of the volatility has been recently, uh, you have to look to the meal. And uh, soybean meal was down five dollars seventy cents today. Um, really, really difficult uh, to generate much more of a soybean rally if we've made a top in the meal. And uh, this latest rally in the meal actually peaked out prior to the highs that we had made um, on the previous rally before all of the trade uh, discussion started uh, giving us that extraordinary volatility. Um, but uh, today's action wasn't all that great, and you know, I, I honestly believe that... Uh, these are pretty good hedging opportunities for soybeans. And then we take a look here. Like you said, big market mover today is the latest WASDE report coming out from the USDA. Did you think there was any big surprises in that report or anything that guys really need to be keyed in on? So a lot of things happened exactly the way we anticipated. I, if you start on the corn balance sheet, they did lower uh, feed residual usage, 50 million bushels, uh, raised ending stocks by a similar amount, um, some people may have been caught by the fact that they were expecting maybe a larger uh, decline in feed usage, but uh, that's pretty much uh, in line with where we had uh, the number. Um, so ending stocks grew to just under 2.2 billion bushels. Um, the truth is is that what we didn't get today is a WASDE report on next year's balance sheet, and uh, the price levels we're trading at in corn are a lot more about next year's balance sheet than this year's balance sheet. Uh, we did get a reduction in Argentine corn production, which was anticipated, um, and uh, and we did get a reduction in uh, Brazilian corn production from the USDA as well, although I will tell you that both both estimates are probably a little higher than where the trade is, and we would expect those estimates to come down a little bit further uh, in a future report. Um, as you get over to the soybeans and on the WASD, uh, a lot of uh, folks were expecting that the residual usage would go down to zero because of a higher stocks number on the 30th of March. Uh, that didn't happen, and so most of the other revisions were, were pretty minor. Crush went up 10 million bushels, um, not anything else that was all that, uh, all that significant. Ending stocks down to from 555 to 550, still an awful lot of soybeans. Uh, there's you know, we don't have to worry about running out of beans this year by any means. Uh, but here again, I think the marketplace was more focused on what were the Brazilian um, trade estimates. And uh, here again, you had 
the uh, Argentine crop dropping uh, from 47 million tons down to 40. Uh, a lot of people in the trade at between 38 and 40, so that pretty much is expected. Uh, the uh, Brazilian crop raised a couple million tons up to 115. Uh, that's probably still a little bit lower, and if we think that Argentine comes down a little bit more, uh, Brazil goes up a little bit more. I think we've pretty well got the South American crop where we expect it to be. Um, I think that that might be the other reason why um, we had uh, uh, some softness in the beans today is just that you know m- most of these changes that were anticipated going into the report came out as we expected, and so we didn't uh, we didn't get a- an awful lot of follow through beyond that. And you're talking about South America. They kind of showed their hand day, too, where they were at, where Argentina came in and purchased 4.4 million bushels of U.S. soybeans, something we haven't seen since 1997. Is that feeding their domestic crunch? Is that what they're procuring these beans for? Yes. Um, With the shortage in production in Argentina, we have to keep in mind that Argentina doesn't export as many beans, only about 8 million tons in a year, uh, but they are the world's largest exporter of meal and the largest exporter of oil. Uh, With this shortfall in production, we'd seen Argentine bean prices rally significantly. Uh, They rallied to the point where it became economically possible to buy beans from the U.S., move them into those crushing facilities, and actually make some money doing it. And so that sale was announced today. we're not sure that ultimately that that sale will get executed. We wouldn't be surprised if those bushels got bought back in and then washed, the, the, and then the export contra- sale ended up getting washed out uh, with an, a more economical origin uh, into those crushing facilities. But for the time being, what that serves to do is it provides that additional supply, um, which ultimately provides additional amounts of meal and oil onto the world marketplace and you you saw that in the meal today the meal was down five dollars and seventy cents a ton um and uh, with the meal down as significantly as it was you know that's the other reason why beans are you know close so far off their highs that again kent beetle director of risk consulting services with chs hedging and russell consulting group joining us here on the fontenelle final bell talking the trade again the big movers today the wasd report we were able to break that down look a little bit deeper into it as well coming up here on our next segment we still have the overall global trade economic climate what that's feeling like right now and why china may have made a really important announcement as well we may be looking at corn and soybean acres plus yesterday's crop progress report what overall really came from that report and was their significant meaning plus we always take a look at risk management and what producers can be doing to be proactive in these markets keep listening to the rural radio network Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Clay Patton. Talking the trade with us today, Kent Beadle, Director of Risk Consulting Services with CHS Hedging and Russell Consulting Group. In our previous segment, we broke down the WASDE report and overall the day's actions and day's trade. But one positive thing we're seeing and what something we haven't been able to talk about in these other ones, Kent, is the drums of this trade war may have quieted a little bit with China's president coming out and making some positive impacts on auto imports and exports with China and in the U.S. Overall, that seems to have a positive aspect for the most markets. Is it positive for ag markets as well? Well, I think it's positive for ag markets in the, in the fact that 
it's positive for other commodities, and a lot of times our, our agricultural markets tend to be a bit of a follower. Um, you know, we believe that the CRB index, which is a measure of commodities more generally, you know, bottomed out you know, probably, uh, you know, almost uh, two years ago now in early 2016. And with crude oil uh, moving higher off of this announcement, now trading almost at $66 a barrel today, um, and with the dollar a little weaker, with the stock market showing some renewed life, uh, telling us that uh, you know world economies are kind of breathing a sigh of relief around this trade war, and we think ultimately that's very very positive for agriculture. Now, of course, the um, uh, the Chinese uh, threatened or are threatening to retaliate on a lot of different agricultural goods, uh, corn, soybeans, and, and uh, pork specifically. Um, you know, ultimately, we believe that all of this trade rhetoric is is more about uh, staking out negotiating um, space, and uh, ultimately, we believe that in the back channels, uh, there are discussions going on to try to solve this problem. Uh, we're optimistic that that's going to happen, and uh, when we hear things like uh, the Chinese premier talk about uh, reforming their markets and opening up to autos, it gives us a, a pretty good sense that maybe some of the uh, the worst-case scenarios are not going to come to pass when it comes to agricultural goods into China. And then back to the board and just looking at how our trade went on today, we're starting to see some of these spreads really open up. Is this a moment where guys need to be watching these spreads closely and being ready to make a move, or is it this is kind of natural market flow at this point? I think it's a little bit natural market flow. Um, one of the things I think that we've seen here, you take a look at the corn spreads widened out here a little bit today. Um, that's a that's a sign that on this most recent rally, we've seen some movement from the U.S. farmer. I think that that's happening from a timing standpoint. Um, you know, we talking off air on the on the conditions of the, of uh, the ground up here and the fact that planting progress is likely to be slow, uh, which means that you know the combination of this higher board price and these better basis levels is giving the farmer kind of another chance to get some cash grain sold. Uh, we've seen cash grain getting sold, and it probably should get sold on a rally uh, like the one that we've had combined with the kind of rally in the basis that we've had. But when that corn moves, that has a tendency to kind of push down on the spreads. Seeing that a little bit in beans as, as well with, uh, you know, with July up only two and three quarters while the new crop was up four and three quarters to five. Uh, and again, uh, I think we've seen a little bit of cash grain move, which probably is pressuring these spreads a little bit. Now, for a grower that has grain in store and is going to look to take advantage of uh, his space, this is an opportunity to maybe take a look at rolling uh, May futures ahead to the July or further. And going from the spreads now, let's switch over to the to the livestock side, something that was kind of a dull trade today. But overall, while we're on the subject of spreads, we're starting to see maybe a little bit of bull spreading in that hog market. What's your take on it? I think what that's telling us is that the cash markets um, are finally starting to find some life. Seasonally, uh, we tend to have some cash market weakness around the Lenten holiday, and then uh, the market rallies into the summer. Um, this uh, break in in uh, in springtime hog prices uh, lasted a little longer than expected. It fell a little deeper than expected. 
Um, however, uh, with the bull spreading that we're seeing today and, and really the last couple of sessions now, uh, it feels to me as though um, the cash market has seen its worst and that uh, uh, the marketplace is now starting to believe that cash markets are going to begin their seasonal decline. And uh, if that's going to happen, the nearby April is starting to look a little bit cheap. So uh, we saw some um, uh, some life in the April contract today, and that sort of triggered um, people uh, getting out, either getting out of bear spreads or actually getting into the April thinking that that might be a good opportunity and then selling the summer months against it because they're, uh, because the April's trading at such a big discount. That's Kent Beadle, Director of Risk Consulting Services with CHS Hedging and Russell Consulting Group, joining us here on the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network, covering a lot of ground today from the WASDE report to overall global trade politics and just how that feel is, as well as what producers should be looking at and thinking about when it comes to their risk management with these current-type market conditions. Keep listening to the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.